And we're back. Ladies Man, that's and gentlemen. Good. I know, I did that on purpose. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. This is Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast, coming at you live from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. Tonight is Tuesday, August the 3rd, 2021. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Hey, Joel, I'm doing well. I'm coming at you as usual from uh, Brooklyn, New York. Uh, I have a hot take and a shout out. I'll do my shout out first. Uh, Yesterday on Monday, I went to my great uncle Walton's 100th birthday party. So happy birthday, Walton. 100 years old, pretty badass. He's a pretty badass guy. Uh, and you know, doesn't use his age as an excuse for anything, which is a segue into my next, my actual hot take, which is just because you sexually harass people all the time, doesn't mean it's okay. New York governor, Andrew Cuomo. Uh, Today, the, uh, Hey, the good about it. Yeah, the New York Attorney General's report on the alleg- like on the investigation into the allegations of sexual harassment against New York State Governor Andrew Cuomo came out, and surprise to literally no one, he sexually harasses people all the time. And he videotaped a response which he released today, a response to that report, in which he said, "I." I'm a touchy guy, I'm 63 years old and I hug people, I kiss them on the cheek or the forehead. And then as he was saying this, all of these like photos of him kissing people on the cheek. And he's like, it's not sexual harassment. I do it to men, I do it to women. And it's like, just because you do it does all the time doesn't mean it's not sexual harassment. And I feel like this gets back to this thing that we get into all the time on this podcast is that these matters are not like, a, well, I feel this way and you feel this way. It's like the harasser, it doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter if you feel like you didn't sexually harass somebody. It matters if the person you're sexually harassing feels sexually harassed, you know? Yes. Right. So you don't get to just be like, oh, well, no, it's fine. I do it all the time because it's sexual harassment. And you can't just be like, just I oh, do girls sexual are my harassment favorite girls. all the time. It's like part of my thing. It's part of my shtick. It um, can be part of your shtick. Sexual harassment right. cannot be part of your shtick. Right. And then also you can't be like, oh, I'm from a different era. That's something you say right. when your grandfather is racist and you're like, oh, well, you know, he's from a different era grandpa you racist old guy thank god you're retired and sitting on your porch and like complaining about all of the mexicans on tv or whatever he's the governor of new york you can't you can't be like i'm the racist grandpa ha ha it's endearing it's like yeah you you can't can't do that if you if you're the one you're talking about you can't blame it on a different era you're like well i'm I'm a total piece of shit so that's it's okay for me (laughs) yep My thing is, like, folks on Twitter, like, assholes like Glenn Greenwald and, and Megan McCain were, like, trying to slam dunk on liberals about this. 
you, Sam, you and I on this podcast have been talking for about 18 months now about what a piece of shit Governor Cuomo is. They I've been talking about what a piece of shit Governor Cuomo is for like 12 years. Yeah, they can't come think, at us. I think you had like, a moment of, I think you gave him some credit during COVID for like being sort of, he, he like in his moment in COVID where everybody was like, this guy's great. You're like, yeah, he's trying to handle this in a, no, I I was no. Not, we obeyed, everybody was yeah. like, everybody was like, this guy's so great. He's handling COVID so great. And I was like, how the fuck can you say that? New York is literally the worst place for COVID in the entire world. And like, mm-hmm. he's just going on TV every day and being like, it's pretty bad. Put your mask on. And people were like, oh, he's doing such a good job. It's like, no, he's not. Like, we're the worst place. This is the worst. No, place. I remember now. It was, your 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 point was like he was only doing a good job when compared to everybody else who was like completely denying that anything was happening. He was just like going on, on the inner, on, on the air and being like, yeah, it's fucked up. Even though it was like totally his fault. It right. Was, yeah, well, it, it sucks because it. fucking his brother who works for CNN and CNN was like, Oh, look at this hero, governor Cuomo, who's going on TV every day, telling us how sad he is about thousands of New Yorkers dying. And this is like March and April of 2020, right? When like New York was like ground zero for COVID. Oh, not again. Exactly. Again. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, fuck Cuomo. Right. Take it. He's going down. He has no intention of resigning, which is the funny part. Correct. Funny part is, is he... These allegations came out. He's like, no, that's bullshit. I welcome an investigation. We'll, we'll have an investigation. We'll see what it says, and I'll be exonerated. So he asked for this investigation, which he got, and it said that he's a dirtbag, gropey McGroperson. Right. And he's like, this investigation was bullshit. Let's bring it to court. Let's bring it to court. That's what he said. He said, we'll bring it to court and then we'll have a fair investigation. It's like, motherfucker, you asked for this investigation. You said, let's have an investigation and it'll exonerate me. It did. People are like, you're kind of a sleaze. And he's like, well, let's ask some different people (laughs) in a different context. Yep. Official dub on the opposition. Fuck Andrew Cuomo. Fuck that guy. Right. Uh, also joining us as per usual is Thomas. Thomas, how is it going? It's going pretty good, Joel. I'm coming to you from uh, muggy, hazy Seattle. It's uh, fine here. My hot take was going to be that I'm embarking on the most socially awkward period of my life, probably, as my son is going to kindergarten next month and I had to go to a playground meetup with a bunch of new prospective students and their parents and I've realized that now I'm going to be tossed into the proverbial salad that is parenthood of a kindergartner in a public school system I'm really so now excited I'm going to be encountering you. people oh my yeah, god so like <laughs> really yeah excited. so like the, <laughs> the children that my my son is going to become friends with I'm meeting their parents now and it's fucking terrible right and this is it. This is like, this is the next 10 years of my life. This is what I'm, yeah. this is what I get. Don't you have this one who's younger like, too? Yeah. 
This is like yeah, the some next, of these parents this are like be the like, next 25 years of your life. These are the like I was probably talking to my future best friend today. You know what I mean? Like whether I like them. No, or not. no, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you know, no, no, they're not your best friends. You just got to be the weird dad. Embrace it. Like, I, I mean, I not have a cool bad habit dad, of, weird dad. No, because I can't do that. I'm, I have a bad habit of like, you know, placating people just to make social situations less awkward. Right. Like I'll like, oh yeah, sure. Okay. I mean, yeah, I can see why you'd feel that way. You know, like I've been doing that in the construction industry with all these fuckers. Like, well, this leads me to my second point, which is kind of funny because it was, you know, listening to Sam talk about guys talking about being from a different era. I was listening to these fucking idiots talking about uh, uh, racial, critical race theory. Oh, you're, are they teaching your kids critical race theory at their school? And, oh, yeah, no, yeah, bullshit like that. You know, I shut up for about 10 minutes. At what point my <laughs> boss turned to me and goes, Thomas, you haven't said anything in about 10 minutes. And I was like, yeah, I, I don't <laughs> talk about politics at work anymore. <laughs> But my, my real hot take is that as a, a new member of the blue collar society, I've realized that the American working class is the greatest sham pulled across over the wool of America's eyes. Like these fuckers are the laziest union fucking protective overpaid motherfuckers that all they're trying to do is get out of doing the shitty job. And you have guys that are like applying for and receiving jobs that they're completely underqualified for just because they don't want to have to carry some dirt around and if they do carry some dirt around they bitch about it for like two months these motherfuckers are the laziest stupidest motherfuckers and i'm so sick of them carrying everybody carrying water for them i used to think that the american working class was like this you know it's like bruce springsteen or something like fucking heroes you know these coal mines <laughs> that fucking like do this shit because nobody else <laughs> do it and they fucking saved america and i'm like no they didn't they just did like these really shitty jobs that nobody really wants to do and they don't even want to do them and they're barely doing them just so they don't have to do them in a month you know what i mean like it's just like this passing the buck and then they just complain about it and then they talk about like trying to teach their kids lessons and the only reason they want to teach their kids lessons is at some point their kid will be like you taught me that dad you taught me to be an idiot and work too hard for a stupid company that doesn't pay me enough Okay. Well, this is ostensibly a baseball podcast. Okay. <laughs> that was just a couple of rants. That was about good. That was good. No, no. Let me rant though, because as a middle school teacher, let me tell you, no one is teaching your children critical race theory unless you're pre-law. That's what no I wanted to tell them. You critical race theory. You can come to me. I know critical race theory. I'm not Imani Gandhi. I'm not Mickey Kendall, but I've read Derek Bell. I know critical race theory. Nobody is teaching your children critical race theory unless they're going to in college and graduate program. And, and specifically like law, like pre-law. That's, that's you know, Joel, that's what I wanted to tell them. I wanted them to be like, you know, you're, they're not teaching your kids critical race theory. They're either lying to them or they're not lying to them. And you right. are such that's, an asshole that you that not you're feeling uncomfortable theory. about your parents about your kids <laughs> learning about how racist this country is, is like more of an injustice than these people that have been discriminated against for 200 fucking years. You are the biggest whiny little bitch I've ever met. American working class, ladies and gentlemen. Now, if you come to my class, we ain't going to talk about critical race theory, but we are going to talk about James Baldwin. We are going to talk about Ida B. Wells. Like, Wait, you teach fifth graders about James Baldwin? Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, seventh, but yes. 
Now I am cool dude. I am every I am every like I am the stereotype of what like the Republicans think that they're railing against. I think that what you I think your move, Thomas, to like solve all your problems is just at all of the like meetups, you just start conversations about critical race theory. And like you go to your kindergarten classroom and you like take the teacher aside when you're picking up your kid, but like very loudly so all the other parents that pick up can hear you and be like, so are you going to be teaching these kids critical race theory, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And that's going to like separate the parents. At what point are they going to get to the critical race theory in your curriculum? (laughs) Is that after coloring? And then critical race theory. And then and then weed out all the parents like you don't want to have any conversations with anyway, you know? Yeah, that's probably most of them to be honest. Yeah, man. We do melt. I think think this is a this is turning into an ostensibly a like us lamenting our dead dreams podcast. (laughs) Maybe just me. Anyway. I do you want to expand on that? I'll give you an opportunity to expand on that. No, I've already given two hot takes about how my life's going down the toilet. Uh, cool. No, you didn't. You just don't like the parents of other people, which is entirely. I don't like the people that. I'm realizing this: the net that I've closed around myself with my career choices and my my family life choices, and now the net is closing around my throat. Yeah, yeah that's cool. I live near this. I'm, we have to get to real podcast here, but I just want to say this: is that. We live, I have a dog and we live near this dog park and like every morning at like eight o'clock in the morning and every, and at like 7.30 in the morning and then every night at like 9.30 at night, there's this big group of people with dogs and those are off leash hours and they let all their dogs off the leash and all the dogs play and then all the people hang out and like chat together and mm-hmm. that's like, my worst nightmare is like going to the park and then somebody trying to become friends with me because we both have dogs. Right. You might reconsider if you're if you're thinking of having kids, you might reconsider because <laughs> that's like the life I, I know. That's what, it, that's what it made me think of. But it's easy because my dog hates other dogs. Like right. if another dog comes into the vicinity of my dog, my dog will kill it. I just no have- joke. I should yeah, start starving is, my children and eating them. Waffle will kill a fucking dog. Yeah. So anyway, this is my favorite thing about her, honestly. Yeah. I just got to teach my kid to try and kill all the other kids. Right. You just got to yeah. like yeah. teach your kid to bite. You just got to make sure your kid's a biter and you don't even have to worry about it. There you go. <laughs> Let's not talk to him. His kid's a biter. <laughs> exactly. That's actually unfortunate, Thomas, because your kid is like a really good at drawing dinosaurs, which is like oh, he's, a, he's, he's gonna have he's a really good kid. Oh yeah, yeah. No, he's like a, he's like a well-adjusted, nice kid. So he's gonna yeah. have lots of friends. <laughs> yeah. You're screwed. Like you're screwed. Dinos, dinos, you're screwed. <laughs> and then my and then my daughter is like super like incredibly magnanim like super personable and like exciting so people yeah. are going to want to be around her all the fucking time yeah. too it's yeah. just going to be a goddamn nightmare 
you yeah, know what I'm gonna have to start doing? I'm just gonna have to like from now until like forever. They're just gonna watch TV. Like no more free play, <laughs> no more books at night. It's just yeah, fucking no, like TV. no more. Right. You gotta dumb them down. You gotta dumb them down. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna watch like People's Court. Yeah, no, just like <laughs> Law and Order. <laughs> oh man, this is great. I'm gonna this this episode's going long. So yes. <laughs> Uh, hey, my name is Joel. I'm coming at you from Champaign, Illinois, and uh, my hot take is about the Olympics. All right, so you guys ready? Yep. So, like, last week, Sam, you had your hot take about swimming, right, and how much you hated swimming. Right. And that got me thinking. I think that was a good hot take. And I was watching, like, track and field this week. I okay. watched some shot put, and I watched some high jump. Yeah. And my thing was like, I really like these fields, specifically field events that are just one discrete skill. I think that's like superhuman power. Well, but maybe like, yeah, 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 maybe. But my thing is like, who can huck this rock farther than (laughs) anybody else can huck this rock? But it's more of a heave than a huck, really. Okay. Yeah. Certain rules about it. Not really. It's like who can throw the thing farther? You can't break your wrist. You can't like bring it over your arm. You have to like push, and your arm has to extend in a certain way. There's certain rules about how you can throw the fuck. Yeah. You gotta like jam it into your chin and then spin around in a circle until you're super dizzy. But then you spin around in the circle because that got you more leverage to throw the thing farther. Yeah. Because you can't throw it like a regular thing would be thrown. What? I like that. Or like javelin. Like, who can huck a spear farther than anybody else can huck a spear? Well, but what about like triple jump? Like, well, like they were like, cool, but that, like, that. No, but they were like, we have the long cool. jump. And someone was like, well, I can't, I'm not winning it. What if we did a jump where I did this and then I did this and then I did a jump? Yeah, and yeah. Like, cool, new competition. Was, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. I respect triple jump, but less so than high jump, which is just. Who can fucking jump the highest? <laughs> jump the highest. <laughs> Backwards. Well, but they only do that because that's that gets you higher. If you could just leap like a frog higher than they could, no. that would be okay. No, they only do that because they invented those giant pads. The Fosbury flop. Because when they first did high right. jump, you did they did like the weird thing where they would like straddle it, and it was because they'd land in a pile of but I thought that the, 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 flop, that the guy, them. what's his name, Fosbury? What was his name? Fosbury Flop. That's I thought the, he was the one who, who I thought he was the first one who figured out, like, actually, you can go higher if you do it this way. But it was after the invention of a, the padding, the padding uh, that they landed on. Before uh-huh. that pad, they before they developed the padding, like the super thick padding that they'd land on, they would land in a big pile of sawdust and they had to land mostly on their leg and that was kind of the point of the whole thing was that you had to land on your feet almost but now they just like jump over a thing and land on their back so it's even like less applicable to real life like if you could jump over like when they're doing it like where they'd straddle it and then they kind of like land on their feet it's like oh okay well you like jump over a big fence you know but right. now it's like there's you're just gonna jump over backwards over a fence and like land you're gonna kill yourself you're gonna break your fucking neck you idiot <laughs> anyway. So that would be cool. What if we had like an Olympic sport that was like theft? Like who could like rob this house and get away? 
<laughs> it's a combination of things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, well, there's, the, there's the biathlon. Yeah. I right. like the, uh, which is just the, in the winter Olympic. You know, the strongman games. Yes. It's yeah. like those things, like you, they, they're on ESPN and they're really ridiculous and they do all these like weird backstory videos and it's all like a big kind of reality TV hype thing. Or like the, the log, the woods, the logger games, the, the chainsaw game, you know what I'm talking about? Lumberjack games, yeah. Yeah, the lumberjack games. It's like, it all seems so ridiculous until you watch track and field and you're like, how is this guy flipping over a tra- like a tractor tire any weirder than the, the hammer toss? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's not, it's the same. The discus. Right. And they still do the discus. Yeah, I love the discus. Yes. And yeah. I think that's awesome. You know what? You know, you know, it's going to be the ultimate harbinger of the apocalypse is when Frisbee golf is in the Olympics. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. I bet it's coming, too. I bet it's coming. I bet, I bet we're four years away. Yep, yep. Um, I want to give a shout-out to folks who have been listening to us. I'm popping. My audio is popping right now. I'm sorry. Um, shout-out to our listeners. Salem, Oregon, Marston Mills, Massachusetts. Sam, cool. you know that is? Oh. No idea. Moscow, Desidania. Hey, way to go, Russia. Go, Russia. Champaign, Illinois, San Jose, California, Providence, Rhode Island, Ashburn, Virginia, Brooklyn, Algonquin, Illinois, Bozeman, Montana, Barcelona, Spain, Portland, Oregon, Vancouver, Washington, Kodalikin, Idaho, Basra, Iraq. Uh, long For a second, boat. when you said Algonquin, I was sure that you were going to say Al Qaeda. No, but Basra, like, right? Yeah, Decatur, Illinois, Queens, San Diego, Long Beach, Chicago. Thanks everybody for listening. Please continue to do so. Um, I'm going to move right on to our content. Where we at? Like 20 minutes already? I don't give a shit. All right. My favorite part of the podcast. I know, right? Baseball. You guys want to talk about baseball? Sure. Sure. All right. So let's talk about the trade deadline. So one of the most dramatic trade deadlines in recent memory came and went this week with dozens of high-profile names changing teams. Some of the more remarkable names to change hands include Joey Gallo of the Texas Rangers, Max Scherzer and Trey Turner of the Washington Nationals, and seemingly every member of the goddamn Chicago Cubs. So, my question for you, Sam and Thomas, are, in your opinions, who were the winners and losers of this year's MLB trade deadlines? Uh, You want me to go first? Yeah. Okay. Uh, So, um, winners, I think the Chicago Cubs. I think the Chicago Cubs and the Washington Nationals did it right because um, they were out of competition and especially the Cubs weren't going to sign any of those three guys who they traded Bryant Rizzo or Baez who were all free agents at the end of the year. So I think that they're actually the big winners of the um, trade. I mean, what, did they, what, <clears throat> what was their returns for those guys though? I mean, like they got prospects, prospects right? yeah. oh, but, but like top prospects, I don't feel like many number like I I don't think I saw many like 
top, top, like top five prospects or top 10 in baseball prospects, you know, or top five organizational prospects. I didn't see a lot of like high end prospects. I know that the Yankees sent their number 17 and number like 28 prospects to Chicago for Rizzo. See, that's Uh, nothing, man. You ask me. I don't know. Like for 60 games of Anthony Rizzo and his like, 235 batting average i don't think that and what are the cubs i mean yeah what i mean what are the cubs gonna do with 60 games of anthony rizzo on a team that's not even going to to the playoffs like what's the there's no point Um, and then the yankees god they traded away so many of their prospects um they had a lot of organizational depth, though. Didn't right, they? but they traded away so much. Uh, the Yankees are at the top of my list of losers because they're still really? not going wow. to the playoffs. Wow, that's... <clears throat> yeah. They're not going to the playoffs. Um, none of their players are vaccinated, and they're just constantly going on the <laughs> COVID-19 IL. So they're not going that's, to the playoffs. That's just they're, funny. Still, they're still not good enough to make it to the playoffs. They're certainly not good enough to win the World Series. And they traded away their entire farm system. And I think it's because Brian Cashman is feeling like, you know, there's been a number of years in a row now where the Yankees have been overhyped for sure, but absolutely underperforming their hype. Um, and he's they got to be the World Series in 12 years. What's that? They haven't been to the World Series in 12 years. Right, exactly. Um, and so Can you imagine what that would be like? You would think that the the Yankees GM like should be the most like he was at one point most secure job in baseball's front offices but I think that he's worried about his job right now and he's gone all in um on a bunch of guys who are like I don't know Joey Gallo's playing above his like like he's not a bad player but he's not as good as he's been playing this year Anthony Rizzo's over the hill like Andrew Heaney really made a big splash yesterday. Yeah. I don't know who that is. The guy that started, the, he came from the Angels. He's a lefty for the came from the Angels. He's a left-handed fly ball pitcher. Oh. He's going to Yankee Stadium. I'm like, you guys got to be fucking kidding me. He got shelled. They hit five home runs. Right, right, right. He was getting yeah. Baltimore did. They, Baltimore worked it, right? Like Baltimore did, yeah. 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 So, okay, so the Yankees game. are my losers because I feel like they mortgaged their future for a chance at, like, at best losing the wild card game. And then the Colorado Rockies, who should have sold everybody uh, and didn't, didn't do anything. Like, they have some pieces they could have moved, and there were obviously a lot of buyers out there. Um, and they didn't <laughs> – like that Trevor Story was the number one like person everyone was talking about leading up to the trade deadline, and he didn't even come close to it. And he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year, and he's going to walk away, and the Rockies are going to get a compensatory draft pick for him, which they're going to – they'll probably draft some Olympic – sprinter thinking they can convert him into a baseball player and they won't like or, no, or nolan arenado's younger brother or something right <laughs> or N- nolan arenado's older brother probably <laughs> <laughs> um and nolan arenado's younger brother is like 13 and he's like into chess he doesn't even play baseball <laughs> <the draft>. yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly 
So anyway, the Colorado Rockies, big losers. Also, here's another, this is like a real quick, Thomas, and then you, let me just get this out and then you can go. I, I think that this, I think that we're going to see more trade deadlines like this. Uh, baseball front offices have been, ever since Moneyball happened, everyone's looking for the new edge on how to create the winning team for the right budget. And you see all of these big name, high salary guys moving around MLB this year. Uh, and there's like a lot of salary splits. So there's like a lot of these teams that are sharing salaries on these guys. And neither of them are like paying all of, all of the money. And I think we'll see a lot of that moving forward because it's not only a shifting of talent and prospects for teams that are or are not going through the uh, – are or are not going to the playoffs. It's it's a it's a shifting around of it's an evening out of money, so to speak. Yeah, I mean it's just like it's just like changing who's who. Yeah, just moving the money. Who owes who what? Right. Like the Cubs are saving a ton of money in the last third of this season. The Nationals are saving a lot of money. The Nationals kind of sold low on prospects to like get rid of salary. In a weird time too, because they're like, I mean, they got Juan Soto and Carter Keboom who are like two of the biggest prospects to go. And I mean, Juan Soto's got like, he's kind of caught fire this second half. He's, he's, I mean, I don't know. It's interesting that they're selling. I, th I think it's kind of wild. Right. Shows you. But I guess I don't know what else to the Turner, I mean Turner. I'm not a. I'm not surprised about Scherzer at all. But Trey Turner, trading Trey Turner really surprised me. Is he, he a free agent after this year? He must be, because <clears throat> he's going to get a lot of money. He is. He's a really good fucking player. That's why. He's pretty good. He's he's got all the tools, as they would say. So the right. Giants got. Uh, well, Giants got Chris Bryant. The Dodgers kind of stole Shozo from the San Diego Padres. There were all these rumors on Twitter that Shozo was going to the Padres. And then last minute, he goes to the Dodgers. Padres. Yeah, Dodgers paid crazy. high for him, too. A lot. They paid a lot <clears throat> for him. Yeah. Yeah. So and, how they, you... and it was because the Padres were going for him. What? Who, who? What? Like what? Prospects went from the Dodgers to? Uh, there were three. I think it was their like three of their top twenty. It was a lot for those. You know, hmm. I mean, you know, for Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. So, I mean, outside of the top five organizational, you know, prospects, I think you got you're looking at a lot of a lot of lottery picks. I mean, that's a lot of yeah. that's a lot of gambling. I think your top five are like pretty good chances of, of making an impact on the major league level. But beyond that, I just, I, it, it seems like for teams that are right on the edge, I think they have to make that move. I think the Yankees have to make those. But they moves. weren't really I on think the, the Dodgers, edge. They think they are. And they're, and they're, and they're, and their fans think they are. And to what they, what standard they are normally held to, they have to be. Like I said, they haven't been in the world series in 12 years. This judge, Aaron judge, Glaber Torres, and like that crew, and and Giancarlo Stanton and that crew, they were like, oh, I mean, it's it's sort of it's like the you know they're scared that they're not even to get to the Cubs right. level, and everybody's talking about how the Cubs didn't yeah. they completely underachieved one one championship with that crew that they had cost control for a long period of time, 
is is a disappointment to that Cubs fan base. And that and if they don't get a World Series in New York soon, you're gonna have some pissed off <coughs> New York. I mean, yeah, those guys aren't baseball then, uh, fans. They don't either. care. So they're afraid that they're going to lose their, yeah. their non-baseball. I mean, you know, we've talked about this. The Yankees don't have a World Series team. They think that Aaron Judge is MVP. He's never going to be MVP. He's no. like maybe all-star once in a while. He's not that good. Stanton is good at his job, but he's hurt all the time. Everybody else on the Yankees is trash. Garrett Cole is not Kobe. And lemayhew has got great average. Yeah, I think that yeah, also... And, and uh, average and is, is the only thing that counts. Average, we dump on the up is on the record. The only stat that DJ LeMahieu is the best baseball player in the major leagues. <laughs> I I think that um, another reason I think the Yankees lost is I think that they overpaid for Anthony Rizzo because the Red Sox were looking at him, and I think that the Dodgers. I mean. I think that Scherzer and Trey Turner are legitimately good players, unlike Anthony Rizzo. But I think they paid. I think they overpaid for them too because the Padres were gonna land Scherzer. You know. Yeah. Who did the Padres take? Did they get anybody? They yeah, started Frazier. early. Yeah, Frazier. Yeah, they got what's his name, Frazier, Frazier. from the Pirates, Pirates, who may have been the best player to move in this. Trade deadline, yeah. quietly. I wouldn't go that far, but that's but but they probably for what they paid for. I mean, they, that was probably the savviest yeah. move. But they also didn't do that much, and they're right. they are in a spot where they need to start making moves. They need to start making they yeah. need to be buyers. Well, and Tatis, Tatis, Tatis Junior maybe is done for the year. Yeah. Is he? Maybe he might be. He might. Go I think. I think the other thing. I the other takeaway I'm taking from what'd you say? He might go in the IL. He's got maybe like a fucked up shoulder Ooh. he is on the il he is on the il he is he might have season ending surgery yeah oh wow but he's i thought that it, i still think it's pretty wild how much the dodgers are really trying to go for it like they listen to i think the dodgers listen to our podcast and they know that we don't think that last year happened oh good so they're like they want a, they they want a legit championship you know what I mean? Like that's, I think that's, that's interesting to me that they went so hard, like Scherzer and Trey Turner are two of the biggest names to move in that. And to go to an already stacked Yankee team, I think that's a, I don't know if it's a win, but it's definitely like, it's a big, it's a bold move, which I think. If you listen to this podcast, go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Who? Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer. Oh yeah. Um, I think, but I think so. Like my point is not winners and losers necessarily. It's like big splash versus little splash in the circumstances. And like, so, so the Dodgers had to go big, but like a lot of people were screaming at the Mariners for not getting something more considerable in their developments. And, but they, you know, they traded Graveman, a club clubhouse favorite for Toro. And then they fucking turned around and dra- traded a couple of prospects for Diego Castillo, which is like, I don't know what the Rays know, but he just picked up a save tonight and, yeah, he's doing okay. He, I am still feeling. Well, he blew his first. He blew his first save, and Mariner Twitter was like a flurry with freakouts, and everybody's sort of freaking out about it. But I think that I think that they holding their cards a little closer to their chest and not being willing to part with some of their top end prospects. I think in their situation was a better move for the Mariners. Okay, so I was ready. Dodgers, I I was ready to guillotine Depoto the other day, Thomas. Maybe maybe you got to talk me off. I think that. I saw something on that. Because, like, Kendall Graveman is good, 
and he just gave him away to the Houston Astros. Like you guys have a chance to for Abraham guys, Toro. Yeah. Well, right, but but Toro. I didn't Abraham expect Toro's Toro to become five hundred since coming yeah. to the Mariners. Yeah. Oh. Maybe I'm not. I think out. he's going to be a three-win infielder with versatility. How what? old is he? How old is he? Twenty-four, and he's got four more years of cost control. Hey. Or well, five five more years, but three more before he reaches arbitration. We're going to be paying that guy nothing for the next three years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And was a free agent at the end of the year, and I think I think Jerry comes from the line of thinking of always sell, always be trading closers. You know what I mean? Like we trade your relievers, and I was right. happy that he made the move. And then he turned around and got Castillo for a couple of prospects that I don't think are really that good. And Castillo is cost controlled for two more years after this. But so. I anyway, I, well, no, no, he's free agent. I, I know I said this last week, but Thomas, you got to believe in something. You know, you can't just always be selling. Like you have to go for it. Sometimes yeah. you have to next go year, for it. Next year we'll go for it. I, next see, year and the year after, you know, we're go we for it. have had. We had Jesse on this podcast for years, and that also was always his thing. It's like, oh, next year, next year, next year is the Mariners' year. Wait, well, yeah. he was a Mariners guy, yes. Yeah, We've been yeah. doing that for a long Mariners, time, but this time the Mariners, it's really true. Next year, next year, yeah, next year. Oh, we got Robinson Cano. This year, it's we're going to build around Robinson Cano next year. Next year, it's like you got to, you got to like believe in something, you know. I believe in next year. <laughs> <laughs> it's just committing it's committing to non-committing you know it's like we don't have to ever it's like it's like all you fucking suckers with your competitive baseball teams you guys are stressed about it me i know the mariners aren't going to make the playoffs and i don't give a shit no the red sox are you know it's like it's like when the cold air start you know it's like this the the weather starts to change you can feel fall in the air i know that people are going to start talking about the seahawks you know it's like that's like you gotta the Red Sox have lost four in a row now, I think, and they're like really showing some holes right now. But like, I believe in Garrett Richards. You know what I mean? You're an idiot, I believe in Nick You know, they've shown me something this year. They've shown me something this year, and I believe. I, I don't know. Hi, <laughs> right, guys. We're at thirty-five. Do you guys want to talk about the Olympics or not? What? Uh, yeah, cue it up. I thought uh, we were talking about Olympics already. Yeah, I got another thing. Okay, so um, the Olympics are moving on to their second week with a lot of mixed results. And I wanted to talk to you guys about this, especially about the United States. For the United States, the women's soccer team failed to make the gold medal game. The men's basketball team seems to be struggling. And the men's baseball team barely qualified for the semifinals. So, Thomas, I'm going to throw this to you first. Do you believe that this is the end of an era for American dominance in the Olympics? Um, no, I don't. There's still swimming, which America has an incredible advantage of, mostly because of the facilities. America is a huge country with a large pool to collect athletes from. And America has probably some of the most they probably have the deepest well of resources that they can throw at training and facilities and all of the above. So I don't think America will ever, well, until the United States falls from, till society crumbles and we turn into a third world country, which might only be like another might, might be three Olympics. Than later. <laughs> but, yeah, it could be sooner than later. Yeah. 
but until that happens, I don't think America is necessarily going to be uh, non. I, I think we're always going to be competitive in the Olympics, most partially because of the a lot of the the events are. You know, it takes some facilities to train. It takes some resources and some equipment to make people good at these things. Baseball. I mean, we're not sending. We're not sending our best. Right. And women's soccer. Nobody is, except for maybe Japan, Korea. I mean, yeah, no, I guess not. Dominican. No, well, nobody is because the MLB won't let them leave. Is that why? Right. I had a question about that. How, like, I know that NHL hockey, they actually like pause. For the Winter Olympics, so guys can go play right. the Olympics. How yeah, baseball because they give a shit about it. Because people, <laughs> they yeah, yeah, because baseball doesn't care about international competition. Because I don't know if we we should do a racism in baseball episode. Yeah, well, but yeah, we don't care about international competition. I think hockey players maybe do. I mean, it's like it's yeah, like because more hockey like, players are like from Finland and Russia and whatever in canada yeah yeah that makes yeah. sense. well a lot of baseball players are from american hockey players are stoked because they finally get a chance to play yeah yeah no. uh, what yeah no that makes sense that makes sense the even with losing in soccer like the u.s is still leading in the medal count by a considerable margin not by much. I think China's right behind us. Well, that's close. China's, China's I second. I, last I checked, it was 73 for the United States, 69 for China. Just total medals. We go. Uh, you know, nice. America's always going to, America and China are always going to be dominant in the Olympics. Because they have the resources. Right. Because of the resources. Correct. Um, so, and no, I like and that. Also, I like, like that. Simone all, all the, like all of the new sports that come out are going to be sports that the u.s is competitive in already i think it was interesting that skateboarding was was like south american and japanese guys people winning did you see that. uh did you guys see that link i put on the dock joel do you see it yeah i didn't I know what you didn't wanted. Look that it. looked like a 1972 i cl- i clicked the link I thought you linked to some like male gymnast from the seventies. No, that was that was today. Uh, <laughs> what was I watching? <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, this is some Soviet dude from like nineteen seventy six. What was I, I watching? It was an American, the American like high trampoline jumper won the gold medal. Oh, trampoline jumping! Gotcha. Right. What the hell? You see that? Yeah. And you Perfect said is landing. the that U.S. dominance in the Olympics over, and I just sent you that link. No. Like that, okay. Uh, I got okay, that. Joel didn't watch that whole video. Right. I just thought we were watching. Like, you just saw the still. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're showing your true colors right, right now. Um, I watched that video. I knew exactly what he <laughs> Anyway, I thought that that question really fits in with your like America first sort of like vibe because it's like, oh, these big sports, soccer and basketball, the U.S. isn't winning. So I guess we're done in the Olympics. And it's like, that's not the Olympics, Joel. That's not what the Olympics are all about. The Olympics are not about basketball, you know? Have you checked the synchronized swimming results, Joel? I like synchronized swimming. I'm a big synchronized swimmer fan. 
Don't fucking talk to me about synchronized swimming. I fucking love that shit. That's what I, that's my jam. Uh, do you want to, I, I got no hot takes about Simone Biles. Good for her. Oh, I just thought it was interesting that Simone Biles, well, I mean, I think credit to her, that, that whole thing about the twisties and like losing your relative yeah. space in, in midair during like super crazy aerials. Sounds fucking yeah. terrifying and horrible. Yeah, good for anyway, me. And I, I just good for her for coming back. Yeah, no, that's what I. Well, well, I, well, I mean, I think she can do whatever the fuck she wants to do. She's the best gymnast in the history of gymnasts. Right. But I thought it was interesting that she exited. She got out of the competition in the United States. Still fared. Did we get the gold or did they like? I mean, silver, they, they still silver, fared fairly well. Team silver. Yeah. I mean, team silver. <clears throat> yeah. Individual all around gold. There's a couple yeah, right soon Lee. Lee. And then um Biles got the bronze and the beam. Yeah. But I think, you know, because what I think is cool about her in this games is not, you know, that she stepped aside for mental health reasons, which, you know, if you got the twisty, probably you shouldn't be jumping way high in the air. But also right. like she stepped aside. And there was like nothing but really intense media coverage. And it wasn't bad. It's not like people seemed to be trashed. It seemed generally supportive on the internet. Well, but even still, there was a very evil. Like, yeah. Right. There was a large faction of conservative pundits on social media that were right. sounding right. off about her quit and all this bullshit that they fucking sound off about. Right. Like, yeah. But it was a. Uh, Anyway, I just think that to come back and then win bronze in the beam after not only like dealing with whatever it was that she was personally going through, but then also dealing with the fact that like everybody in the fucking world is talking about it non or not the world. Everyone in the U.S. is talking about it nonstop for a week. Like, I think that's pretty good. I think that's pretty badass. Yeah, she's badass. Simone Biles. Anyway. Yep. I, I hope she throws out another first pitch and does this. Yeah, that's back. awesome when she does that. <laughs> yeah. It's my favorite thing she's ever done, honestly. That was my favorite thing Jake Marisnik's ever done, actually. He was, he was a receiver of that. And he was like, cool. Like, you gotta like, like, like that's the most interesting thing I've seen you do, idiot. <laughs> oh, man. My thing is, I like that once every four years, I feel like we have a huge rivalry with the nation of Jamaica. Because of what? Running. The track. Just, uh, right. Yeah. Like, I get, like, riled up about Jamaica. Like, oh, we got to beat those fucking Jamaicans this year. God damn it. Do you yeah. really? I mean, no. I don't. No, I'm always like that dude. I mean, Usain Bolt seems like a fucking chill dude, and he's super fast. Right, but it's cool. always like I, like, I, like, even, I think it's cool that he's faster than Americans. Like that's like, to me, like that's the one competition where I'm like, it's it's a fair. The whole the, the whole world can compete in this competition. The thing I, you know I mean? like, like about Usain Bolt is that he's faster than everyone else, but he's also like all the other sprinters are like kind of smaller than him. You know, what I mean? no, he's huge. So <laughs> 
He's so much faster than them. Just like, just like proportionately too, right? Just like, just but watching him race, you're like, you almost, it's almost like you're watching him, and he's like, just kind of like laughing, and then he's like, oh shit, I gotta win, and like, like turns it on, and it's just like watching him all of a sudden accelerate past everyone. It's like, holy fucking shit, that guy, super tall guy, is fast. (laughs) I just feel like it's got to be super emasculating for all the other sprinters when the guy who's not only faster than you is also like six inches and 150 pounds heavier than you you're like you're hoping that you're like it's like when they give it when they hand out the lanes you're hoping that you're like pretty far away right. from it but like you don't want to be like, i don't want to oh fuck so i'm right next to you same silver or bronze because you don't want to have your picture taken next to him you know what i mean yeah. like, <laughs> you, you want to finish out of the running so nobody can see where you're there you're also like man you got your ass kicked by that you same bolt dude <laughs> Uh, I'm going to call it on that, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Dump on the Up, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Uh, You can follow us at Dump on the Up. I've been, what was I shouting about today? I don't know. Something. something. You shout about everything on Twitter. I know. I know. I've gotten better. I think you shouted DePoto. Yeah, I was shouting about DePoto. Yeah, I'm mad at DePoto. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Dump on the Up. We also got a Facebook account at Dump on the Up. Uh, listen to us on Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. Give us one star. I don't fucking care. I will I will fight you in the streets if you want to. That's one star, I'd be happy to get one star. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, Thanks for the one star. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We reference time like eight times each podcast. Right. Our sound quality is the lowest. Yeah, exactly. We, what we what do we not? We do? mostly talk over each other. Produce this podcast. <laughs> uh, uh, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks so much for listening. Have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow. <laughs> There it is, that's what you wanted. Stopping.